This is Junk Drawer, a podcast of informal conversations about life and ministry at Seven Mile Road. Okay, brothers, today we want to try and tackle the topic of alcohol and try and give a sense for a biblical theology of it or how to think about it biblically. You know, at Seven Mile Road, we actually preached on alcohol the second week of the life of the church hmm. because we were preaching on the wedding at Cana and our Savior turning almost 150 gallons of water into wine, and we had to deal with that. And so we gave a biblical theology at that time of alcohol. But by and large, since, we haven't said much on it. And so we know that in order to be helpful to our people, to think about it biblically, and even for it to shape their practice practically, this might be helpful. So we know we can't cover everything maybe in this first episode, but let's start with, for both of you, what's been your experience with how you've thought through alcohol how you've related to it or seen people relate to it. Yeah, I would say obviously everybody's experiences are different. At least for me, uh, my uh, thought about alcohol, my relationship with alcohol was largely shaped by my experiences with alcohol. And I would say even from a really young age. And I would say my experiences with alcohol were basically one-sided. They were always really bad and horrible. In fact, I would say my experience wasn't just with alcohol, it was with alcoholism. Mm -hmm. Uh, What I always saw in in people in my life, around my life, uh, was just sort of uh, excessive drinking, excessive use of alcohol, leading to really horrible things happening in the life of that person or in their family, wreaking havoc Mm -hmm. in in homes. And, And so in my mind, I reasoned from a really young age that alcohol is bad, and there's no way of looking at it as anything but bad because of look at look at all the horrible things that it's caused. Sure. And I think what's interesting in what you're saying is your then thinking about alcohol wasn't necessarily because you had studied the Bible or what the scriptures say, but largely shaped by experience. Yeah, right? absolutely. I can't I can't remember a single moment necessarily where I opened up the Bible, cracked open the Bible and tried to figure out what does God's word have to say about alcohol or what does God think about alcohol? But I very much had a theology of alcohol from a young age, even though I never opened the Bible. And I think it's because I said, hey, alcohol leads to these bad things. God obviously can't be for those bad things. And so God must not be okay with alcohol. And that's sort of how I saw it from a really young age. Yeah, unlike you, Ben, I never saw it growing up. It wasn't around me. But interestingly, I I probably came to the same conclusion that uh, this wasn't a good thing to be involved with. And so when I was uh, exposed to alcohol from a very young age, uh, I almost didn't know what to do with it. It's sort of like we've said before, it's like giving uh, a child fireworks. It's just this massive thing that can wreak a lot of havoc. Um, And so for me, if I did drink or the people around me did drink, it was taboo. You did it behind closed doors in secrecy and shame. Uh, And so I, I too, came up with this uh, theology, I guess, on alcohol that it wasn't good. In my mind, no holy person could ever have a pint of beer in their hand. Mm. It went against what it meant to be even Christian. Mm. There was no category that I had for that. So if we were to try and summarize that view, we'd say, okay, one view of alcohol is that it is inherently sinful. It's wicked, it's bad, and the only possible option a Christian has is abstaining from it, avoiding it because it's wrong, right? And and you might almost even categorize it, I've heard it said like, you know, it's treated like garbage, we should reject mm-hmm. it. Whereas the opposite extreme, also an error perhaps, is to treat it like it's everything, mm-hmm. right? It's not nothing, but it becomes everything. It's not garbage, it's God, right? And mm-hmm. so I'm sure we've seen people relate to alcohol that way as well. Yeah, I think sometimes, you know, alcohol, like you said, becomes everything. And so it's 
It's sort of the centerpiece of everything is what we're living for, what we're thinking about. So, you know, it's something like college where you're always living for the weekend. You're working up to the weekend and we know what happens in the weekend. It's it's drinking a ton. Every game you play is around is around alcohol. So it becomes sort of the centerpiece to how you live and how you think and what you're doing. Uh, life becomes centered around this one thing of alcohol. And the word you used, Jay, that God uh, can be alcohol, that's an interesting word because how do we think of God? Uh, you go to God for saving, for help. You go to God uh, to keep you uh, satisfied and fulfilled. And so alcohol becomes, for many, just that, a God. Uh, when we feel lonely, for example, we might pick up a bottle. Or when we've had a rough week, like you said, Ben, we'll wait for the weekend. We'll grab a bottle of beer and we go to that to actually save us. We treat alcohol like a God who can do what only God can do. And alcohol doesn't have the power to do that. And yet it becomes this thing that we seek after to save and to rescue us. It's a great point you're making. It's almost like, you know, you wouldn't even think it, but you're turning to a bottle and essentially praying, save me, rescue me, comfort me, help mm -hmm. me. And you're treating it like we would treat God. So if we rejected both of those and said alcohol is not garbage, but it's also not God, mm. uh, what we actually would say in the Bible is that there's a third way, mm. right? And that is that it's a gift, right? It's not garbage and it's not God, but it's a gift. It's a powerful gift, but it is a gift. And, and like all the gifts that God gives, it can be used to the glory of God for good or for destruction and sin, right? So food is a gift. Sex is a gift. And both of those, likewise, can be used to the glory of God or for great harm. Mm. Food can lead towards gluttony, mm. uh, just like alcohol can lead towards alcoholism. But inherently, food's not wicked. It's what you do with it. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so in the same way in the scriptures, it's almost surprising to us, at least the first time I ever studied it, you know, there's well over 200 references in the Bible towards alcohol. And when the Bible does speak on it, the majority of the uses is actually in a positive light. Mm. Now, the Bible doesn't shy away from talking about the dangers of it, warning against drunkenness and, and strong drink and all of that. But at the same time, the Bible can describe it as a gift. For example, in the first five books of the Bible, you'll see alcohol, wine, being used in worship as an offering to God. Or in Genesis, there's this passage where Isaac is offering a blessing to his son. Mm. I'll just read this so you can consider it. In Genesis 27, he's praying a blessing over his son, and he says, May God give you the dew of heaven and of the fatness of the earth and plenty of grain and wine. Mm. Right. So when he's blessing his son on his deathbed almost, part of what he's saying is, May you have land that produces lots of grain and lots of wine. Mm. Right. A blessing. Or this verse from Psalm 104, 14. God makes grass grow for the cattle and plants for man to cultivate, bringing food from the earth, wine that gladdens the heart of man, mm. right? So God does that. God produces an earth that gives you wine. And what's the purpose of it? To gladden the heart of man, right? So, so many scriptures that speak of wine as a gift. Yeah. In fact, when we were going through the series in Ecclesiastes, I think one of the things that stood out to me was just how the scriptures talk about something like alcohol. In fact, in chapter nine, it talks about something like Hey, when you eat your bread, eat it with joy. Or when you drink your wine, drink it with a merry heart, for God has already approved what you do. And so to think about that, especially, like I said before, growing up, I could never imagine a category where God is approving of my participating in alcohol. But in fact, the scripture is saying, no, God wants uh, me to, to drink with a merry heart because he approves of it. He wants me to enjoy it as a gift and that the scriptures give me permission to think about it that way. I mean, so much so that in, in the prophets, for example, in Isaiah, 
it's almost like pictured as the lack of wine is a sign of God's judgment hmm. or curse. Mm-hmm. Yep. Isn't that a stunning thought? It's almost like not having enough beer in your fridge is like a curse from God. It's like punishment. <laughs> uh, it also makes me think of the reformer John Calvin, who's part of his salary was 250 gallons of wine. Uh, I mean, even if you, so you look at the Bible, but you also look over the past, you know, a few thousand years of Christian history and alcohol was actually not viewed as garbage or God, but it was like we're saying something that was actually good, considered good by God and through, uh, throughout Christian history. So I think what we're saying is we need a nuanced and mature view of alcohol. Mm. We need to know that the Bible warns against its dangers and, and the harm that it can do. But at the same time, while it's not garbage, it's not God, it is a gift. And maybe in the next episode, we want to consider how can we then engage that gift with thoughtful Christian maturity and wisdom.